I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about The Program. The Program audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state, and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programaudioseries.com or search for The Programme Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode. The first thing I would do in a holodeck is I would try to break it because I can't (laughs) help myself. Rusty Quill presents Enthusiasm. Hello, friends and fans, and welcome to Enthusiasm, the show where we talk about a few of our favourite things. I'm your host, Helen Gould, one of the best Rusty Quillers, and today we're talking about Star Trek. And I am... Oh, I can't think of a a special word for how happy I am that's like Star Trek related. Effulgent. Yeah, (laughs) I I am effulgent. Dilithium. Delighted to be joined <laughs> by <laughs> by Kathy, Kareem, and Marguerite. I am so smooth. I am totally on the ball today. It is not the end of the week. It is all fine. 
Right. So, as always, we're going to introduce ourselves alphabetically. So, Kathy, we're starting with you. Can you give us your pronouns and tell us what you do? Hello, my name is Kathy. My pronouns are she, her, and I am one of the audio masters for Rusty Quill, currently working on uh, Rusty Quill Gaming for what time is left, dun, 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 and enthusiasm. Wonderful. And next up, Kareem, can you tell us your pronouns and tell us what you do? Hello, my name is Kareem Cromfley. My pronouns are he, him. Uh, and I'm a voice actor, occasional director, and the voice of Simon Fairchild in the Magnus Archives. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. And lastly, Marguerite, can you give us your pronouns and tell us what you do? Hello, everybody. I'm Marguerite Kenner, she, her. I do a lot of things, but by day I am a lawyer and by night I do, oh gosh, pretty much anything you can think of that's podcast relating now. Um, audio drama, I publish short fiction with escape artists and I get involved in just way too many projects with way too many excited, cool people. Right. Let's get started, Trekkies. Uh -oh. Okay. <laughs> I would like to hear from each of you how you got into Star Trek and why you like it, which I'm sure will be very short, pithy answers from everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, Kathy? I got into Star Trek at a young age, a uh, very young age. If we're going to be specific, I remember walking into the living room when I was a wee lass and mm. uh, hearing the voice of LeVar Burton on the TV and thinking, oh, I'm going to watch Reading Rainbow. And it was not. <laughs> that was Jordy. And I was very intrigued. And it became a family ritual of watching uh, Star Trek The Next Generation, um, mm. like every, at least once a week, you know, whenever it was on cable. And yeah, just been loving it ever since. Oh, Jordy nice. was great. Mm -hmm. He was absolutely one of my faves. LeVar Burton's one of my favorite people just in humanity as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's a freaking galactic treasure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a good turn of phrase, a galactic treasure. He is. He absolutely oh. is. <laughs> uh, would anyone else like to tell me your Star Trek story? Oh. All right, Kareem, rock, paper, scissors. Go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll leap. I'll leap. Um, I, I, I'm somewhat more advanced in years than everyone else on this recording. Um, and as a kid growing up in the 70s, uh, where TV was um, slightly less choice-worthy and uh, a bit staid and dull, I suppose, but who knows? <laughs> um, Star Trek was science fiction, and I loved science fiction when I was young because it was spaceships and all this kind of like, and whatever, you know. I was into UFO and Joe 90 and <laughs> Thunderbirds, you name it, pick one, I'd, I'd oh, watch nice. it. Oh, nice. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I, I started watching Star Trek and watched it a bit then, etc. And I grew up with it because it was always on. Um, um, then come the second coming, the, the, the movies started turning up and they were great to watch. <laughs> uh, and then Next Generation and suddenly I became a full-on frothing nut job when it came to being a big fan. Um, <laughs> It was love it. It was it, it, it was that thing. I mean, I 
me, like a whole bunch of others, we had this ring of people who would copy VHS cassettes of the episodes. They'd come over mm. from the States and we'd get these really bad, like third or fourth generation copies. Mm. <laughs> Eventually, nice. sort of watch them and see what was going on, etc. Uh, but it was, <laughs> that was the way, the way we did it back then in the 90s. Who knew? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I, I fell in love again with, with Next Generation, watched the yeah, original series and then, and then I sort of bought all the VHSs as we went through every series uh, Voyager and uh, DS9 and and mm. have loved it and you know the whole concept of Star Trek as a as, as a vehicle for storytelling for one of better phrases that's the best way to describe it it's it's not just um, sci-fi it's well like all great sci-fi sci-fi is merely a genre in which you tell stories about humanity yeah uh, mm. and that's that's why I love it wonderful well, Marguerite, that leaves you. Can you tell us how you got into Star Trek and why you like it? I am a second generation Trekkie. So my mm. mom grew up on the original series and I grew up on TNG, The Next Generation. Um, and so Trek was just a fact of life. Like my mom and I would always watch it together. My yes. mom and I and my siblings and I would go to Star Trek conventions together. Um, I told this story before we started recording, but um, I spent one summer making Star Trek costumes for various people for like for pay. So I spent uh, all the time on the bus that summer when I was commuting back and forth to classes, like hand sewing all the chain segments on the flap of the Star Trek four <laughs> movie uniform. And I had I had all the patterns and all the technical manuals and y you name it. Uh, I was involved with it, like nicknames and the novels were a huge part of and remain a huge mm. part of my Trek experiences, the prose specifically, wow. uh, because there's just a huge volume of depth and background that is explored with a lot more, you know, breathing room than you have in a 52 minute produced television episode. Um, mm. So, yeah, it's it's it's. Star Trek is, like Kareem says, it's science fiction, um, but it's like the core science fiction of like my experience. Many of my friends were Star Wars friends, and I have always been the Star Trek fan, like forever. <laughs> <laughs> forever. Uh, until, like, literally yesterday we watched Prodigy Season Episode 2. So, yeah, very much contemporary. It's, Trek has never not been in my life. <laughs> I also grew up with Star Trek. It was BBC Two. It was on before Buffy, I think. And so I would usually have a double bill. I would have Star Trek and then I would have Buffy. Nice. And I can't remember if... Or maybe they were on different nights. But I remember it was BBC Two for sure. The 6.30 sci-fi slot. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and I also... I started with uh, Next Generation... And um, I watched I watched all of them. Um, actually, no, I watched the Next Generation. I watched Voyager, and I watched Deep Space Nine. Genuinely, did not know about the original series until I was much older. <laughs> I thought it started with Picard. <laughs> I, I noticed we strategically jumped over Enterprise. <laughs> well, I I'll be honest. I haven't. I've I've watched a couple of episodes. I've just never got round to it. Um, my wife loves Scott Bakula, so one day maybe we will. Um, mm. Maybe I will at some point again. It's, it's it's one thing I'd like to do, but just my life is too busy these days. <laughs> I think we all feel you on that. 
I won't get into my views on why enterprise happened and, and everything. But yes, you're right. I, I'm. It had a dog. There was a dog in space, and we oh, were no. all very happy about that fact. Aww. Yay, the dog! I was just jazzed for Scott Bakula to be being in it and hoping. Mm to catch a quantum leap related episode which if there was I never spotted it and like and that was part of the reason enterprise didn't work I think is they paint so much on sci-fi crossover potential of a known actor yeah and the I'm guessing the IP rights, hi, says the IP lawyer, um, didn't let them play with that the way that they wanted to play with that. And so Mm. fans got disappointed. And then you compare Enterprise with Scott Bakula to Lower Decks. And Lower Decks, if you are uh, an older Star Trek fan, is Easter Egg High Heaven. Yes. It is everything you have ever wanted Mm-hmm. In Star Trek, condensed into rapid patter, Steven Universe style comedic animation. It is, <laughs> oh, it is. People talk about how they don't like the people who talk about how they don't like Lower Decks are the analogy I can think of for, for the Brits, especially, is people who liked the pre. Uh, the first four or five or six doctors for Doctor Who. Mm, it's mm-hmm. that generation of people who are like, but I know what Trek it looks like. It, it's mm. it's an episode. It's a Western in space, and there'll be a bad guy, and we'll fight, <laughs> and we'll win at the end. Literally, that's what that's what the original title of the original series of Star Trek was. It's Wagon Train to the Stars. It mm-hmm. was Roddenberry attempting to take his Western writing background mm. into the science fiction as yep. the studios were starting to pivot that that way. So that's why it has that episodic nature. It's why it has the very clear cut for the day morality and then when it didn't and why there was such a big reaction to it. Um, Mm. But Lower Decks is – I use Steven Universe as a specific analogy because it is the entry point for a new generation of Trek fans. Mm -hmm. It is Star Mm -hmm. Trek very cleverly and very intentionally talking to new audiences Mm -hmm. in their ways – in their delivery, in their presentation style, but it's taking everything that is the heart of Trek with it. And so if you Mm. are someone like me who is approaching an old and who has all of that, like, deep Trek lore in my veins, then you see the Lower Deck episodes where they're having the mirror mirror simulators or where the you know they're prank calling the tar pit guy that nobody remembers <laughs> that had me dying on the floor you know it, it's it's that pixar principle it's mm-hmm. that entertainment that speaks both to its target and the generation behind its target that yeah. is just it's just chef's kiss it is just 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 Stilled, crystallized, mainline track. Can, can I can I interject real quick on that topic of those Easter eggs? I cannot get over like I've only seen season one so far, but getting near the end of season one, you start to not just see like the throwbacks of trivia, but also stylistic portions of Star Trek they put in there. It's like the cinematic shots of our two main protagonists going across like a large crevasse it's the 
it's the action sequences of like the the uh, traditional somersault into your phaser shot and then, you know, getting yeah. the guy off screen kind of thing <laughs> and the classic punches and everything. Like, I didn't even realize that those were common tropes in, in Star Trek because I never bothered to pay attention to it until I saw Lower Decks and realized, oh, yeah, this is like super cool seeing that reflected in this. I want to then, um, we touched on it a little bit earlier, so I want to explore it now, which is, um, what is everyone's favourite series of the Star Trek series? Does it have to be series or does it have to be, can it be an entity? We'll do entity, <laughs> we can do entities, we can, we can go with the flow. Um, all right, we've got the original series, we've got Next Generation, we've got Voyager, we've got Deep Space Nine, we've got Discovery, we've got Lower Decks, we've got the books that I now, I didn't know there were books, but now I know there are books. Um, we skipped Enterprise again. <laughs> <laughs> unmemorable everybody has a complete memory skip i love it hands up who's actually watched all of enterprise oh wait, all of enterprise or some of enterprise okay the majority <laughs> again i did not know that enterprise existed until relatively yeah. recently totally i really want to watch it because there's some really great actors in there i just i don't know i've just never got around to it so the fact that yeah. the majority haven't i think there's there's your, there's your problem there <laughs> it's like it's like I've, I've yet to see discovery to the point where jason isaacs turns up and you know if i haven't seen jason isaacs then i i consider myself a complete failure so i, I am almost there so <laughs> jason isaacs is in discovery Ooh, yes, I know I've got a, now oh i've got i have a, a fascinating story for you about that if you'd like Ooh. about jason isaacs in discovery yes so Ooh. um there are two Known main characters in season one and season two of Discovery. In season mm -hmm. one, it's played by Jason Isaacs, and in season two, it's played by Anson Mount. Both actors originally auditioned for the opposite role and were cross cast. <laughs> yeah, Anson was supposed to play, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember Isaacs' character's name. Captain, what's his name? Um, and, and and instead was cast in season two uh, as someone you will recognize because I'm trying very hard not to spoil this for Kareem. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. That'll do. Very nice. I'm happy to go first with what is my favorite track. Go on then. Yes, please do. The best Star Trek movie is Star Trek Four. Yes, absolutely. The second best Star Trek movie is Galaxy Quest. Don't <gasps> at me. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Sorry, the only uh, argument I have Peter is that... Peter in the audio version, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> but if I, have to pick a, if I have to pick a series, it's DS9. DS9, mm. DS9 owes my heart for so many reasons. One, for finally casting a black man in the main role. Mm -hmm. and, and that actor, Avery Brooks, is... Oh, look him up sometime. He, he is like... All of Star Trek condensed into a human being. His heart is so huge and wonderful. Um, it finally gave us an angry female lead character who was allowed to be physically competent and angry and display that anger and mm -hmm. be justified mm -hmm. in that anger. DS9 turned the corner from Trek being the wagon train to the stars to being contemporary television drama in, of a science fiction flavor. Mm -hmm. mm. Inspired by it, Babylon 5. <laughs> well, and also competing with, I mean, completely, because 
at, I mean, all of a sudden, sci-fi was cool to yeah. put on TV, right? So everybody had more eyes, more flexibility, more studio buy-in, more creative leeway. And and mm. and the um, the CGI was uh, getting a lot cheaper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, very or much more so. capable. Yeah, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Although yeah, B five did it on Amigas and uh, DS nine did it on sort of industrial light and magic stuff. Do you know how they did the original teleporter effect? Oh, that that probably did light. twenty years ago. <laughs> it's literally glitter in a jar. Oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> that's so good. Nice. Yeah, and and and, and cross cross crossing the the film streams. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <a> better phrase. <laughs> Kathy, what about you? What's your favorite Trek property? I, I probably will have to lean back on Next Generation, though mm. Lower Decks is is slowly grabbing my heart. You know, <laughs> as as probably obvious after our last conversation. Um, yeah, <laughs> I unfortunately didn't really get into um, DS Nine or Voyager that much. Is that the times mm. they came out? I think. I, I, there was something about the cinematic style that didn't flow with me. It felt like it, because it went actually what you, what you said before with it becoming more of a drama. Um, yeah, my my younger brain wasn't ready to go down that route mm-hmm. because of all the time mm-hmm. spent in next gen. Um, now that I'm older and looking back at those episodes, like I was like checking in on some of them before this, I was like, oh man, it's DS Nine. It's got some really heavy stuff when you get into like season five, yes. season six. Oh, yeah. Like, all oh, right, okay, I'm gonna put this back on my list now. So, I mean, the, the, I'm excited. Some of the characters in DS9 were utterly gorgeous, and the acting was fantastic mm-hmm. as well. I mean, mm. um, Garrick was such oh. a wonderful character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I remember reading an interview with, oh, I can't remember Andrew. his name. Hit, yeah, and Bashir. Uh, um, how Siddiq Al Fadil as he was at the time, and now Alexander Siddiq. Yeah, and there was me going, Thank an Arabic so actor. All right. <laughs> they played the two of them as a desperately in love gay couple from the jump, and were <laughs> never never talked about it. But it just <laughs> never never dared to let the studio vet it, and it just oozes from their every scene to the point now where it's yeah. like. It, it's gay canon trope that the two of them were a thing. It, it's glorious. Kareem, what would you say your favourite is? Oh, so many. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I agree with Marguerite. De, uh, Star Trek IV that is is by far and away the best film because it's it's funny, it's touching, it's powerful of what it's saying, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and it just has the best gags. Other than that, um, my favourite episode um, from pure acting, I suppose, must be anything else, um, is Family. Um, yeah. Which is the, the episode after Kirk got turned into a Borg and he mm-hmm. went back to his brother's um, uh, vineyard and has to recover oh, and God. basically has a complete emotional breakdown trying to you know, cope oh, with God. what he's done um, whilst as a Borg, etc. Wait, Kirk got turned into a Borg? Oh, yes. Spoilers. <laughs> I only, th- I thought the Borg was a was just a, a next generation thing. Yes. I didn't realize they were Sorry, around not Kirk, the not original. Kirk Picard, my apologies. <laughs> it was oh, okay. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. No. I was like, Sorry, what? Picard, my apologies. Yes. Imagine Shatner playing a Borg. Episode two, season four, I think, because it's after um, Best of Both Worlds or whatever. The, mm-hmm. I can't remember the specific number, but that it it, it ripped my heart to shreds because I thought that that Aww. that's yeah actually showing. What happens after something like that happens to somebody mm, in, in his position? 
Hmm. And and it's Patrick Stewart in full chops. It's it's really good. But yeah, so that those those are my two favorites, I suppose one one can say. Although uh if you want to um cross generational, the Tribbles series. Trouble with Tribbles. <laughs> more trouble with Tribbles. Trials and Tribulations. And the short trek. Have you seen the short trek about Tribbles? Oh no, I've missed that one. No. Okay, so the short treks were a, a, a series of really short video clips. I think they're all about 10, 15 minutes long. There were two seasons of them, and they were released between, I believe, like season two of Discovery and season one of Picard. And they are, mm. one of them is a little prequel setup to Picard, mm. and some of them are side stories that set up a bit more about Discovery. There's one in, involving, um, oh, I won't spoil any of it, but there is a Tribbles <laughs> epi- short trek. I will say the words to you, H. John Benjamin, i.e. the voice of Archer from Archer. Uh, <laughs> it is some okay. of... It is 15 minutes of Trek you don't want to miss. If you have Netflix okay. in the UK, they buried the short Treks under, like, the extras section. So you have to kind of dig around to look for them under Discovery. <gasps> but there's, I think, I think there's a total of eight of them now. And some of them are animated. Mm, lovely. But, yeah, there was another, a lovely other Tribbles episode. <laughs> <laughs> one of the many lovely things about these, the whole Tribbles thing was if you watch the first one, you can see that the guys in the brown coat, you know, the, 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 the set guys, are chucking mm. the tribbles at Kirk, obviously trying to hit him <laughs> on the head. When you go to Trials and Tribulations, they're doing the same thing as the characters. <laughs> Fantastic. It's beautifully oh. stitched. On that, I think we're going to go to a break and we will see you in just a minute. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome back. Okay, so um, I want to start digging into things. I would like to know who we think is like the best captain. Uh, <laughs> of course you had his ass that. <laughs> well, naturally it's Captain Archer. <laughs> oh, <laughs> when we remember that his show exists. Yes. <laughs> Because one thing that's always interested me about Star Trek is that they all have to make really tough, sometimes um, morally questionable decisions and um, are left to deal with the consequences. I do remember one particular uh, Twitter account, which is Picard Management Tips. (laughs) And it gives actually really good people management advice. Mm. Um, If anyone wants to look that up. I would hesitate to name who I think is the best captain because for me, because it was such a formative part of my childhood and teenagerhood, all of Star Trek has merged into one and it's only with difficulty that I can separate out. Oh, right. That person is in Voyager and that person is in DS9. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've got no idea. But I feel like Captain Janeway was cool. I remember thinking that she was cool. (laughs) Am I incorrect? I think the answer to that question depends a lot on who you ask. Yes. Ooh. Kareem, you want to start? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think uh, Janeway um, was hampered by the series uh, and the writing, which was oh, yeah. weak mm-hmm. uh, or weaker, shall we say? I mean, I, I I was wondering why I was buying the VHS tapes every month, just because mm-hmm. I loved Trek and mm-hmm. therefore it was Trek I was buying them, because it mm-hmm. was. There were every long-running series has weak episodes and strong episodes. Voyager had a sure. larger proportion of weak episodes and some fairly dodgy mm. character interactions that didn't really make much sense, and some very mm. ham-fisted. How are we going to get ourselves out of this story this week? Um, <laughs> lots of technobab, but lots of characters dying and coming back and stuff, and it's like what? <laughs> Just no. Really. Um, the main thing. My, the main thing I remember is Captain Janeway being very determined and very decisive all the time. Yes. And me 
being like a little bit of an anxiety ridden child being wow wow imagine being Aww. certain of things i will put my hand mm-hmm. up that being a man i'm probably colored in that respect as well especially being a man of a certain <laughs> age um <laughs> not that I, I i disagree with it because I, I i you know i'm really happy with strong female characters and stuff like this you know cover me in babylon 5 and i'll talk you through all of that lot but um <laughs> it i think it, it, she was not well served by the scripts and so she didn't get a chance to shine mm. her acting she was always very standoffish mm-hmm. and stuff like this and any of the more emotional episodes that which i remember were very uh, less well handled shall we say and so she didn't get mm, to okay. um show her range as well as i would i would hope her to I think the, the, the so who would you pick, Kareem? Um, it has to be Picard, sadly. Um, okay, <laughs> I, I say sadly, but no, because sadly, I think, <laughs> I, he had a great deal of range. He went through a hell of a lot of of tough stuff as a character mm-hmm. as well. The fact that we got another series with him is is fantastic. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I I, I love all. I don't like picking favourites mm. generally. So oh, it's okay. Of, sorry. Well, no, no, sorry. no, 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 no. It's, it's a perfectly valid question in this scenario <laughs> because each captain and each crew member and each episode and each series brings something to the canon and that, that's lovely. And, and I love yeah. all of them for, in their own ways. Um, there are just weaker parts than others. <laughs> so yeah, so, yeah if, I, if I had to pick a favourite, I'll pick Picard. But they all had mm. fantastic episodes. They all had weak episodes. But Picard just had the greater range over the nine series and the films mm. in my resp- in, in my place. <laughs> Kathy, what about you? Who would you choose? I would have to go the Picard route as well. Okay. Uh, with, with notable nods to Janeway and maybe some to Kirk. I mean, I, I appreciated Kirk for being the hot shot of, of sci-fi at the time which i think was 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 good to have i mean it, it especially mm. coming off the earlier um science fiction uh like space jockey type yeah you know mm. uh, uh yeah, space, uh, rocket to the moon type type thing a yeah, space exploration yeah. type he thing was, he was very I, much of his time yeah yeah definitely um and the strides that they made through the series with him as captain and the the decisions that he made were i really en- enjoyed seeing that but picard in next gen resonated with me so much more because he has a style of leadership that was not what i was used to seeing mm. i was not used to seeing somebody who was not you know, the young, the person in your young 20s calling all the shots. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was not used to seeing a leader who put diplomacy first, yeah. which mm-hmm. Fair. I think we need more of. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah. The, a leader who, who, you know, emphatically says in one of the episodes, sometimes you do everything right and you still lose. Yeah. That's called life. Yes. I mean, that's yes. a lot yeah. of good messages that that Picard as a captain kind of put out there that I think was very, mm. uh, very much needed then and now. Yeah. Um, and Janeway, I, I, I'm in the same boat. Like I really wanted to like her character. The times that I did catch Voyager, I think she just was 
done a disservice. Like, I did appreciate that Absolutely. she was a kick-ass captain. And I love her just for the sake of being a female captain in the Star Trek universe. But, yeah. Can I put a, put a, 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 a pin in the ground here for the new cast of the films? Oh. oh, yeah. Because I think they did a phenomenal job, particularly Carl Urban, who I will watch re- yeah, read the the phone book as far as i'm concerned i thought he did a fantastic job as uh, as bones um mm-hmm. the kelvin verse uh kirk is so much more enjoyable to me yeah. than than shatner was as well, kirk yeah. once again men and of that's their time. not just because I mean, yeah. and that's not just because they use the beastie boys in one of the shows <laughs> we haven't even talked about the soundtracks oh my gosh jaquinto's track titles could fill an entire two hours that man is a genius all right we will come back to the more recent films i think yes. but marguerite i want to hear who your favorite captain i have two favorite leaders uh, the first is is definitely Cisco, and the reason for that mm-hmm. is because Picard and Kirk were both white men in charge of a military structured command system. Yep. Yeah. And talk about the lowest difficulty setting. Whereas you take, <laughs> well, you take Benjamin Cisco, who is a parent. A single parent, mm-hmm. yep. a man of color, in charge of a civilian station where yep. he's managing a militaristic crew and a civilian liaison and civilian concerns. Mm. Ben had so much more to deal with oh, yeah. on an interpersonal level mm-hmm. than Kirk for sure ever did. Mm-hmm. Picard, <laughs> or at least yeah. on screen with Kirk. Close to and... <laughs> I, I think I, I really loved the crossover episode where Cisco and, and Picard still wearing his implant removal scars yeah. converse mm. because it really is that wonderful juxtaposition of the impact these two men have had on mm-hmm. each other's emotional lives. Mm-hmm. And so I think I think Cisco had so much more to deal with <laughs> than Kirk or Picard ever did. Speaking of films, let's do the talk about the Star Trek, the, the latest Star Trek movies, the ones with Chris Pine and uh, Zach, Zachary Quinto. Quinto. Mm-hmm. Quinto. And Carl Urban. Uh, Carl Urban. The Kelvin verse. Yes. The J.J. Abrams. <laughs> oh, God, stop him doing it again, 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 again. Please. <laughs> what do we think of them? <sighs> How to mess up really good ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 the J.J. Abrams template. Remake a film badly, or well, remake a film not quite as good as the first one, then mm. try and do something else um, that's even worse. Ch- completely change the plot, and then try and have it rescued by the people. <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> even a great chef can ruin brilliant ingredients. Yes. <laughs> See, I think that was why I have such mixed feelings on it as well. Because I was, I when I watched the, those films, I was like, "This feels like something I should be enjoying more." Mm. And I'm not sure entirely why I'm not. Uh, Kathy, what did you think of them? Um, I'm I'm middle ground. I like I okay. I appreciate them for the for the candy that it is. <laughs> But, I love that. That's I mean, great. like, th- there's some good stuff in there. There's, yeah, yeah. there's, um, 
there there's a, a Easter eggs in there. It's yeah. nice to see Nimoy back on the screen. Yep. Yeah, the mm. plot is convoluted. Ooh. Well, yes beyond... and no. I mean, let's yeah. be honest. The second film was a bad remake <laughs> of a previous <laughs> yes. one. And it's like, yes. you had all this opportunity to make another fresh story and you badly remade one from the previous crew. Yeah. Right. Why? You had all this, you had... Oh. I mean, I mean, I suppose that's oh, no. an easy out for Hollywood if that works. This take every single Star Trek movie and remake it as a new series movie uh, with a twist. But yeah, it's not... <laughs> They're not selling I'm it. Sorry, I, Especially I, I, when it's nothing but lens flares like every five <laughs> seconds. As, as a died in the wool fan, I yeah. I I want new stories. I don't want them remaking the old ones. It's just lazy yeah. script yeah. writing. Yeah. It's intellectual property rights. Exactly. That's it's, what it's, it is. It's just lazy. And the last thing I want for somebody with a couple of hundred million budget is lazy script writing. As, yeah. If you're gonna get Idris Elba, use the man. Yeah. I mean, uh, come on. Yeah. And then Cumberbatch as well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on that casting. That was a choice. Yes, that was like that why? Was <laughs> Not really Khan, as far as I can uh, confirm from you know, mm, canon. That's really, the no. whitest Corinthian I've ever seen. Yes, exactly. It's like, <laughs> how many Asian actors could you have actually got into that role? Mm. And especially with a brilliant character like Khan, if you've read the novels, he is an interesting oh, guy. Yeah. He makes horrible choices with horrible decision with horrible circumstances. But you can establish a base of empathy yeah. with him, if not sympathy. Mm-hmm. And 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 instead we have an elven prince in a clear box. Yes. And and I don't understand <laughs> how we got there. <laughs> Exactly. It's, it, it, it was just such a shame. Mm. And I mean, I'm, I'm glad Simon Pegg took to helming the next film because at least he mm-hmm. at least he made an he original story. the best story. part we got. And it was so much better. But I think, unfortunately, the, the whole franchise has been held below the waterline at that point, which is sad. Mm. I don't think the Kelvin use is going to first is going to go yeah. much further. I mean, no. I agree with you completely. There are some fantastic performances, some wonderful Easter eggs and cameos. I, I will go to the that for Jacinto soundtracks and just their creativity. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can hear the main theme, which is called "Enterprising Young Men." Yes, in the, yes. In the oh, season I love two. So much in the season two finale of mm-hmm. Lower Decks. That's oh. how well they have been tied together. Yeah. So, oh, I've made Kathy very excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> but then, from a perspective of creatives as we are. Isn't it great to see that somebody can spend a whole lot of money and still mess it up? <laughs> oh, I know, right? Talk about freeing. It's like, whew, Lisa didn't do that. Okay. <laughs> we are coming to time on this episode. So I would like to round us off with... Um, I said we could carry on talking for about bit. three hours at this point. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. This, this, this happens a lot. This happens a lot. Um, I'd like to round us off with like a bit of a fun question. Okay. Um, now, uh, for those who may not be as familiar with Star Trek as we are, um, on I think on all of the ships there's a hollow deck, mm-hmm. which is um, the newer the, the newer uh, ships. A room, th- the bigger the ones. newer ships, mm-hmm. the advanced tech yeah. ships. 
Uh, there's a room where you can make it show whatever scene you like and it's very realistic and you just go in, you can make it be um, a nice restaurant you can go in and sit down and interact with people and it's all computer animated and you can do whatever you like in it Um, and I'd like to know what all of you, like what would be your ideal thing to make the holodeck create and like walk around in because I think at this point in time I would just like it to be a really nice beach and um, uh, a really nice sunset and one of those deck chairs with the with the umbrella <laughs> over it and some some endless endless nice drinks yes. <laughs> and then I would stay locked in the hollow deck for a week. Um, you become Commander Barkley. Yes. <laughs> have to drag you out of there. Yeah. What about the rest of you? What do you think would be interesting to make the holodeck do? We're all stuck in our thoughts yeah. now. Yeah. It's a yeah. One. Like, what wouldn't we want yeah. it to do, right? Yeah. It's literally you have all of Star Trek creation at your fingertips that you can recreate. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so to to an idea, I probably the first thing I would do in a holodeck is I would try to break it because I can't help <laughs> myself. So probably what I would do is go in there and uh, and and uh, key up uh, a a, re- a recreation of the TARDIS. And then go inside the TARDIS <laughs> and see if I can create some sort of feedback loop of it's larger on the inside than it is on the outside. Just over and over again. Let's see how far we can take IP it. IP lawyer brain breaking. I love that, Kathy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Very inventive. Spinning me into a potential conversation about Doctor Who, which would last five hours. Sorry. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, I, su- I suppose I'd I'd I'd, lo- I'd love to join them in the good big goodbye in the jazz club. Oh yeah, Aww. nice. Yeah, Go on one of the noir yeah. uh, investigative detective stories. Dixon like Hill, every isn't it, Trek. the character that uh, Picard liked playing. Mm, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Every Trek has its like historical reenactment yeah. society of Starfleet yeah. officers <laughs> theme. I like it. I think Holodeck it was full just on lopping. I think it was like full on Silver Age to the point where it was filmed in black and white for Voyager. Oh, yes, I remember that. um, You know, they did lots of like Sherlock Holmes stuff and Victorian murder mystery type (laughs) stuff in in Next Generation. Yeah. I love the one when Cisco went back and was the comic book writer. Oh, that was so good. That was such a good episode. That was really sweet. I liked that a lot. I think if I actually had access to holodeck technology that I'd want to, like, explore more of that universe that we don't get to spend so much time with. Mm -hmm. Like, we get flyover shots of the Vulcan homeworld or Mm. the Klingon homeworld. You know, we don't Mm. get to go and walk through it, sit with it. I mean, you you want to talk about an opportunity as VR is starting to develop. You know those, those great slow movies that they did for star wars where you could just literally sit and watch an hour's worth of a drone flying over tantooine or whatever mm-hmm. give me that for trek right mm. give me that for Kalis and for like um uh i can't remember what his species is called uh yeah anyway pick any alien species and their home planet and and let me do the slow beauty pass mm-hmm. through it for a couple mm. of hours so you'd want holodeck Google Planet 
Like, <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, think about it. Star Trek suffers from one of those classic issues of science fiction, yeah. which is every planet is a monoculture. Yeah. Yes. You know, the idea that when you go there, all of our people, all seven million of us on this one planet have this one culture and do this one thing and wear this one cloth and like, let me get into the nitty gritty. I mean, let me get into the the um, the drill politics mm. of mm. who gets to have a symbiote and who does it and what the planet looks like and what our government system looks like or the like drill or the trill? show me us the trill. You're right. Sorry. I was going to say <laughs> I think drill th- uh, mass effects. It's Mass Effect. Well, tell me Picard season one isn't Mass Effect. <laughs> tell me. I dare I have to watch you. It first. <laughs> but, like, show me a season on Khalees that isn't volcanoes at night. Mm. Right? Give, give me, get me out of that monoculture per alien mm. species and let me actually experience the diversity of this universe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aww. Mm-hmm. Those are all really, really good answers. I'm so, oh, I'm so glad that was. I'm so. Uh, I love doing this. <laughs> I love doing these episodes. It's so good. You're all so good. Um, well, great. Now that we're warmed yes. up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're ready now. Let's crack out the brandy and have some more conversation. Yeah. Let's get yes. into Starfleet no. politics. Ale, anyone? Mm, yes. No, please. no. I have to take command of this ship. Oh. And can I tell you just one thing really episode. quick? What my ultimate can can we answer like one more short question and then you can cut us off really really fast? Oh Which yeah. Is, what is the what is the one thing we want most out of a new Star Trek series? Oh, like if question. we could write a Star Trek series, what would we want? Oh. And I, I I will happily go first. I want Jag. I want the political fallout and the legal ramifications of Starfleet's decisions. <laughs> Put me in the United Federation of Planets courtrooms. Let me see us wrangle with those decisions to allow genocide or first contact. I'm such a law nerd, but let me get my <laughs> law nerd in your Star Trek. Do you know what? I would absolutely be on board with that, but I would go even further. I would say, like, legal like law court drama but dealing with space disputes absolutely and like what are the actual laws who vaults over the um into the what do you call the little bit where the judge is because i know you're not meant to go in there um but yeah, like, who gets what does a UFP courtroom look like? How do you build a courtroom environment? How do you have a jury of fair trial if you're the last member of your species? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. You know, oh, oh, I could do this forever. That is what I want. You're I want right. Jag in Star Trek. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Kathy, what do you reckon you'd like to see? Oh, gosh. I mean, now that you mentioned that, I'm thinking like Star Trek CSI. <laughs> I, oh, that, I mean, though, that might just be Torchwood. I don't know how we're, you know, <laughs> we're managing all that, but I, I, it could still be fascinating. Or like the Corps of Engineers. Like, who's yeah. the crew who comes along after you've poked the thing and you've survived and you've run away? Mm-hmm. Who shows up next yeah. to put that thing in containment, to scan it, to get its diagnostics, to try and drag it back home, to make some poor graduate students break it apart and figure right. it out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, I would love, love to see that. so much more of like the science of mm. uh, that happens instead of just accepting the techno babble as it is. Mm-hmm. Let's go into like. 
uh, a scenario where there's engineering of the warp core itself and trying to improve upon it or science discoveries that go wrong uh, or just even a closer something like house but star trek you mm-hmm. know taking a closer look at all the medical procedures it would be oh would like be cool. mercy hospital like I mean, that's a whole show right there, right? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> run a hospital for every known species. Yeah. Go. Right? right? They had what that in Babylon you, 5. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Bless you. Really obsessed with Babylon I'm 5. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, I, I'll, I'll do mine then, which is actually different. I'll say section 31. The Ooh, guys who do the dirty that? work Hold to make the Federation thought. work to be nice on the outside. Yeah. It's coming. I, know. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, go watch the Tribble short track. Okay. That's all I'm okay. going to say. <laughs> nice. I'm looking forward to it. It's, 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 so that's, <laughs> there's got to be some guys, guys who do the dirty work, and there's so much potential intrigue and stuff in there. It's like that's, the, that's mm. one of the weaknesses in TNG. They had so many of those background stories, like when the aliens were infecting a whole bunch of guys, I think it was season two or season three, with a little mm-hmm, tail yeah. on the back of the neck. That storyline mm. died, and that would have been a brilliant one to take across seasons of that sort oh, of insurrection mm-hmm. stroke um, invasion. And that never went anywhere. Yep. Was like, that, that story I want to see finished. I want to see what the, the, the consequences <laughs> and how that, how that came out. Okay. Now it's definitely time to end the episode. <laughs> sorry, Helen! <laughs> I'm very sorry. Um, I will see everyone in the next episode of Enthusiasm. Uh, but for now, it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from everyone else. Do you all want to say goodbye? Goodbye. Goodbye. Enthusiasm is a podcast distributed by Rusty Quill and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Share-Alike 4.0 International License. It is directed by Helen Gould, produced by Lori Ann Davis, with executive producers Alexander J. Newell and April Sumner, and edited by Marissa Ewing, Tessa Vroom, Jeffrey Nils Gardner and Catherine Ranella. Thanks for listening. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello all, it's Helen here, the voice of Azu from Rusty Quill Gaming and the host and director of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about 
The Programme. The Programme audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state and God are fused into a single entity. Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not the future that is terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at www.rustyquill.com or www.programmaudioseries.com or search for The Programme Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and enjoy the episode.